0: Hello friends, this is David, popping in really quick at the top of this episode to let you know that this episode plays with the themes of horror more so than any episode of Misconceptions that we've done so far, Uh, including featuring a brief scene with some body horror and some gore. I just want to let you know about this going into the episode. Uh, Be safe, and I hope you enjoy this episode. On face character card for her logos, so we may need to uh, put X elementary teacher now. <laughs> Especially since that is officially cracked.
1: Yeah. But chat has been coming for a long time. I was happy to crack that.
0: I was going to say, you haven't done much teaching in a while.
2: Uh-uh.
0: You haven't done much teaching since you're a wanted criminal. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> True. It's so weird. Hello friends, this is Jean-Peter, and you are listening to the Misconceptions Podcast.
4: Her husband disappears and she stops to feel the grass. What's wrong with her? We have to find Woodard. He needs us. I need him. He's my best friend. And now who knows what they're doing to him. I I doubt he'll be at this house. Well, I don't think Linda will be either. Just more questions. Always more questions. I hope he's okay. I hope
0: okay. Previously on Misconceptions, the crew was looking for Linda Lockwood. And uh, after breaking into Linda's old abandoned apartment, uh, Mohammed and Woodard were affected by a warding spell meant to deter people that invaded her personal space. Uh, and as in the in the ensuing chaos of Mohammed and Woodard trying to escape the effects of the spell, uh, Woodard stumbled and tripped and literally fell into. A new spell uh, that trapped him and sucked him away to somewhere else. And Mohammed and Faye and Esther, desperate to find their friend, their husband, their person that sits in the car with him, uh, tour across town to the address, uh, a new address, of Linda's childhood home. But on the way, Faye felt a strange pull connected to her um, connection to nature, pulling her towards the park. And so she left the car uh, to leave Mohammed and Esther to go find her husband, uh, hopefully at Linda's childhood home, while she ran into the forest. And in the forest, she found a... squadron of armed men and beastmen killed in the forest, and in the middle of all of them, she found Lisa, the guardian of the forest, one time ally of Fae, uh, then another time uh, opponent of Fae, but now dying in a pool of her own blood, and uh, with her dying words, Lisa thrust the responsibility of Guardian of the Forest onto Faye. And Faye accepted this mantle. uh, Taking the flower crown that once was on Lisa's head and putting it on her own head. Uh, And once again, Faye has a flower crown for the first time in a long time. Uh, And mechanically, Faye lost one of her Logos themes. It was replaced with a Mythos theme. Uh, And we will see what new mythos power Faye has. We discussed it off mic. It may come into play this episode. And also, since this is Faye's second theme to replace, she had enough build-up points to gain a moment of evolution. Uh, Tessa is currently picking out that moment of evolution right now, so maybe it will come into play this episode? We don't know. But meanwhile, Muhammad and Esther tore across the town to Linda's childhood home and found this macabre er, candy-colored home. Uh, And they, once again, broke in, walked past the warding spell, and entered into a candy-colored house with a very sweet smell emanating from the kitchen. And in the kitchen, they found cookbooks and a six-foot-long pan, uh, and also some spell books. And following a trail of breadcrumbs, Muhammad and Esther found an understairs storage basement, uh, and they found rows upon rows of gingerbread pips. And at the back of the basement was a uh, partitioned square with vinyl plastic hanging from the ceiling to the floor. And uh Mohammed and Esther approached the cube of plastic, grabbed the curtain and threw it to the side. And I think that's where this episode starts. So Mohammed and Esther, are you prepared to see what is behind the plastic veil? Mm-hmm. Always okay so Mohammed throws open the plastic veil uh, and on the other side of these plastic curtains you see a medical bed uh, and you see some various medical equipment that are plugged into so many power strips that are plugged into the wall Um, this ramshackle medical center in this uh, abandoned basement Uh, But alongside the uh, modern medicine machines, you see uh, runes and you see uh, flasks of alchemical solutions with tubes running from their spouts to a person that is stretched out on the medical bed. You see, laid under a white linen sheet pulled up to their chest, You see an emaciated Pip Hamill with a breathing apparatus coming up uh, over his shoulders and into his nose. And his eyes are closed, and there is a very faint heart monitor just slowly beeping in the background. And uh, you see Pip laying there. He is. Uh, noticeably scrawnier and with more sallowed eyes and drawn in cheeks. His hair is not as coiffed as you remember it being. It is messy and disheveled. Uh, He has dark bags under his eyes. His skin is jaundiced. Uh, He does not look well. But as his uh, skeletal chest rises and falls. You see that he is alive. What do you do?
5: Does he have a, like, a gunshot wound?
0: Um, the area where Javi shot him is underneath the linen bedsheet. If you pulled it back, you could see that spot. Do you pull it back?
5: And he's the only thing that was behind this curtain.
0: Mm-hmm. And all the, the medical machines and the magical vials and yeah. apparatus and stuff.
5: Um, I want to take like a cursory look and see if there's like a camera on him or something that I can see. Not like a, I'm not wanting to do anything in depth, just like peeking around. And,
0: yeah, there is no camera.
5: I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to lift it to see. Like,
0: you uh, lift the bed sheet up and you see the gut... Uh, of Pip Hamill emaciated as it is uh, where Javi did shoot him and you see the point of impact and all around it you see this necrotic dead rotting flesh but you see runes have been cut into his stomach runes that match the runes that you've seen before and they go in a circle around the wound And the necrosis has seemed to stop at the edge of that, not spreading any further.
4: What do you think? Should we uh, try to wake her up?
5: I mean, how would we even do that?
4: I don't know. Start pushing buttons?
5: I don't think that's a great idea. (laughs) I mean, I... I don't understand how he's here. Clearly nobody's caring for him. Not well, anyway. Um, I want to look at his wrist. Does he have like a hospital bracelet or anything?
0: Uh, no hospital bracelet. So yeah, there is no uh, bracelet on his wrist about a hospital or anything like that. Um, in fact, besides the uh, runes that have been chiseled into his side... To stop the necrosis of flesh uh, the only thing on him is like a stone collar that wraps around his neck and you can see little pylons uh going from the collar it doesn't like sit directly on his neck it kind of sits on his collar and on his shoulders and on his chest but coming out of the stonework are these metal pylons that seem to go directly into his larynx.
5: So he's got this, like, Frankenstein neck thing going on. Um,
0: and, and there are runes on the collar as well. Okay. Naturally. Looking at the stuff
4: that's, like, connected to him, is there anything that I could identify as, like, painkillers or something?
5: like the thing that's keeping him sedated.
0: Yeah, uh definitely. What what would be something that would keep somebody in a medically induced coma?
5: I assume some kind of like IV.
0: Yeah, it'd be some form that's... of IV. Okay. Yeah, you you definitely see an IV and like it's some some
5: and it's connected to a bag. Is the bag full or empty?
0: Um it's about half full. Or half empty. Depending on how you look at it.
5: Mm. Esther sees it as half empty.
4: <laughs> so. Uh, Muhammad's gonna grab the tube near the bag and kind of bend it and, like, close it off.
0: Mm. Esther?
5: Esther's gonna watch to see what <laughs> happens.
0: Let's see. Uh, do I want him to wake up? Yeah, let's, let's say he does. Let's say he... Like, you you wait for a few moments, and he starts to stir a little. And then he starts to grimace and squirm uncomfortably. Uh, And you hear him moan and start to whine feverishly. And then, suddenly, the pain takes full hold of him and he starts to thrash Uh, he screams the wires uh, and vials that are uh, connected to him pull taut and one flask falls on the ground shattering its milky green contents scattering on the ground with the glass Uh, his back arches and he lets out a scream of pain and you see uh, the runes on his collar light up with his voice. Uh, And... Oh, this is interesting. I think, actually, you haven't heard him make any noise. And so, when he screams, his mouth opens in this horrendous, ear-rending screech, but you don't hear it. And the collar around his neck lights up brightly uh, as he is silently screaming. What are y'all doing? He is thrashing around, making noise that that flask fell to the ground and shattered. Uh, Muhammad's gonna release the, the tube.
4: Okay. And he's gonna, like, lean down over him. So that if he opens his eyes, he'll see him. Okay. Uh,
0: Esther, what are you doing?
5: Um, Esther's still standing, like, at his side. Just, like, watching and kind of prepared to like I don't know if he tries to like get up or something like she would keep him from like I don't know I guess restraining him if she needed to Okay. kind of thing for his own protection more than anything cause obviously he's not a real threat at this point like he's messed up mm-hmm. but like I don't want to mess him up more cause it's pretty bad
0: yeah definitely um yeah, so I think as the uh, coma-inducing drug starts to filter back into his veins, uh, his writhing stops, his back uh, falls against the bed, uh, and he starts to breathe regularly again. And his eyes kind of flutter open, and he sees you, Mohammed, looming over him. Uh, do you have the bear mask on, or have you? Do you uh, no, not it off? while we've been in here okay so he sees you and you see his lips moving feverishly uh, you can't really tell if he's saying words or babbling uh, but as his lips move again the runes on that collar around his neck light up uh, faint, more faintly this time not as bright as they were okay does the
4: collar look like it has any kind of clasp or anything like that
0: uh, yeah, let's say while he was writhing and throwing himself around, uh, you got—you were able to see the back of the collar at the nape of his neck, uh, and you do see a seam in the stone there. Okay. Uh, I'm
4: going to try to get this collar off him. I think it's preventing him from talking.
2: You don't
1: think
3: it's going to make him bleed out? I mean, at this point...
4: Do we care? He might be the only way to get answers.
5: Esther
4: just shrugs. Alright. So Muhammad's gonna put his left hand over Pip's mouth, mm-hmm. looking him right in the eyes, and reach her to the back and try to figure
0: out how to pull that thing off. Yeah. Uh, and uh, very easily, with your strong, deft hands, you unclasp it uh, and you pull it apart and as you pull it apart those pylons that are going into his larynx uh, slide out uh, with a sickening squelch Uh, and uh, Muhammad I think you feel some blood splatter across the palm of your hand as you're holding it against his mouth Mm -hmm. Uh, but you remove the, the collar okay
5: does he talk now
0: does Mohammed move his hand? Um, I will
4: slowly pull my hand away a little bit. Uh,
0: Mohammed, as a lawyer, uh, a fellow lawyer, because Pip is uh, was also legal counsel uh, and rose through the ranks to be a DA. Um, so, uh, have your paths ever crossed before? And if so, in what ways?
4: Um. Hmm. So, I think that Pip Hamill, before becoming DA, worked for, like, one of those, I don't know, commercialized lawyer firms, the more, the higher-end ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think at some point they had been, like, opposing counsel, uh, in some big, uh, like, Pip -Pip Hamill was representing a, a business and, uh woodard and muhammad were representing the employees or something like that
0: yeah yeah the the people that had been wrongly affected by their their greed sure okay okay definitely um yeah so as you pull your your hand away and like you maybe wipe the blood off on his his linen sheets or something uh he his eyes are swimming around in his head as he is fighting for some sort of consciousness, but also wanting to go back to sleep to escape the pain. You hear him stammering. Kadan. 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 Counsel Kadan. Approach the bench. Counsel. Kadan. Council, Council, Kadan. What did they do to you? Counsel Kadan. Question. Speak. Speak truthfully. Swear to the truth. Not the truth. The children. The children My voice.
4: What? The children. Where where are
0: they? Where are the children? Away. Away where? Can't conjecture at this time, Your Honor. Your Honor. You don't know. Uh, Linda. Where's Linda? His eyes open up wide, and you see bloodshot eyes looking at you he says Hew. and then his eyes slowly
3: drift shut and his head falls to the side
4: muhammad's uh, he snaps his head up and looks at esther
5: esther immediately turns around like she's expecting linda to like be behind them or whatever yeah
0: yeah you, you see nothing but the rows upon rows of gingerbread pip hammels
5: Which is not comforting at all nope. to Esther. not at all, because
0: somebody could definitely be standing in those rows that isn't a gingerbread pip. Um, but you see uh, nothing in there but that and you three. And then the light cascading from the kitchen down into the basement across the wooden steps.
5: I have very bad feelings about this.
4: Yeah. Uh- We need to go. Uh, he's gonna push out and start pushing his way through the Pip Hamill gingerbread men towards the the stairs back up.
5: Esther's following behind and she's, like, very jumpy, like...
4: Yeah. Mohammed's like, shoving these things out of his way at this point.
5: (laughs) Esther's just, like, swinging her, like, she's got her gun out, like, she is,
0: like... yeah and Mohammed like as you shove one forward it does not teeter over like a mannequin might but like its feet stumble and catch itself as it balances uh, and it just stands a couple of feet away from where you pushed it, like it. Uh, and you rush up the stairs and Esther you hear a movement behind you and you swivel gun raised but all you can see is a sea of Pip Hamels staring at you Ugh. Esther sprints you sprint up the stairs. Uh, you enter back I into kitchen. I thought sure, you were
5: going to have one grab me and I was going to
0: be real mad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you run back into the kitchen. Uh, it is as you've left it. The baking sheet there. The pots on the stove. Um, the alchemical books and cookbooks lining the shelves.
5: I still think we need to see if there's a chest here.
4: He said she's here. Where?
5: I don't know. Would have thought she would have come out by now. Um Esther's going to like move everything back into place.
0: Okay. So you you scoot the the
5: close it and all of the things, yeah. You're like
0: What is it called? You you scoot the the deep freezer back over the the wooden stairs that were leading down. Hmm. I guess look
4: around. I'm going to stay here in case she shows herself.
5: I'm just going to go, I guess, back towards the entrance hall to, like, see if there's, like, go to another room, basically.
0: Sure, sure. You step back into that hallway that goes from the front door to the back door. Um, The closet door that uh, Mohammed investigated is down at one end. And then you have a room to your left and then a room to your right.
5: Esther's gonna go to the room to the right.
0: Okay. You step to the room to your right uh, and you twist the knob and it creaks open. Uh, And as you enter in, you see uh, a set of bunk beds. Uh, Child sized, pushed to the corner. You see some posters and different things, and obviously one side of the room is the boys side of the room, one side of the room is the girls side of the room, uh, uh, and you see all these, uh, like, kid things. A baseball glove, uh, a barbie set, uh, a rock polisher, um, a, uh, uh, one of the little, like, uh, investigative journaling for kids that you would get at, like, at a book fair. Uh, sprawled across one desk. Uh, But probably the most notable thing in this room is the occupied wheelchair in the middle of the room. And you see uh, a man. A little older than Esther. Um, And uh, he has a A crocheted blanket pulled up over his legs, and he's just uh, staring vacantly um, at a at a TV in the room. Um, And uh, he does not move or like register your uh, approach.
5: What is he watching on the TV
0: right now? It's static.
5: I take a cursory look around the room. Is there a chest in there? sure where's the chest at in relation to where he's at
0: you have to pass by him
5: Esther's going gonna back out of the room okay she's gonna push the door open to the left
0: okay you push the door open to the left uh and you see uh it's another bedroom but this one does not have bunk beds it has a large queen-size mattress uh four-post bed Um, It has pink lacy sheets. um, And you see an old vanity cabinet... uh, uh, Lined with little tincture and perfume bottles. um, And like a little sliding door that leads into a master bathroom. But it is unoccupied. And I think as you open it like... You, you know that smell of, like, old, like, dust? Uh, you smell the dust in this room before you even see it. And, like, I think as the door drags across the shag carpet, you see the dust particles, like, <laughs> up uh, at your feet. Uh, this room has not been entered in years. Is
5: there any chest in this room? No. Okay, I go back to the kitchen.
0: Okay, you go to the kitchen. Muhammad what have you been doing?
4: He's just like sitting on a stool, staring at the deep freeze. He's just thinking. He doesn't know what he's what to do.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Mohammed, you're just staring at this deep freezer. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're you're staring at it so intently, waiting for it to move that I think your subconscious. Sees it move, and you like tense for a second, and your eyes uh, snap back into focus, and you realize that it was just your mind playing tricks on you. It it has not moved, uh, and it is still stationary where it was. But I think at that point, Esther walks back into the kitchen. Yeah, so she walks through the door. Mohammed just kind of starts.
4: <sighs> Anything.
5: There's a guy in a wheelchair in a room down there, but other than that, I didn't find anything.
4: Wait. What? You think it? Do you think it's the brother?
5: Uh, I only saw him from behind.
4: You, you didn't even check. Nope. <laughs> Mom, it's gonna stand up <laughs> and walk towards that room.
0: Okay. You you walk into that room and you see the same scene that I uh, described to Esther.
4: Yeah, he's gonna walk up behind the wheelchair uh, and walk around it, probably about three feet away from it, just kind of tentatively looking around it.
0: Uh, and you you see this this man that's just a few years older than Esther. Uh, and he is just kind of leaned forward and just sagged in his wheelchair just staring at this TV um and uh, despite the the aging and the wear and the slackness of his face you recognize this for the boy that was in the pictures with a younger linda this is linda's older brother
4: mm. is he and you said he's like leaned forward
0: yeah just like uh like he's just there's he's not like leaned forward like uh, uh, like avidly waiting for something or anything like that he's just kind of slumped in his chair oh, okay. with a he has a very vacant look in his eyes can i tell if he's breathing he is breathing very shallow even breaths
4: mohammed crouches down to get eye level um kind of puts his face up underneath so that he can see
0: uh are you logan the man does not respond kind of wave my hand in front of his face yeah uh his his eyes blink but uh not as like a reflex as just, like, a, a steady blink every, you know, few seconds.
4: I'm gonna grab the handles of the wheelchair and roll him out
0: into the kitchen. Okay. Mohammed wheels Logan into the kitchen.
5: Esther jumps one <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: thing. <fuck man. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh,
4: he's alive
5: and you decided to bring him with you?
4: I mean, I'm not just gonna leave him there. He can't take care of himself.
5: I mean, he was fine there.
4: If anything, I'll take him to a hospital.
5: I mean, I guess you can go to a hospital. I can't go to a hospital, but.
4: Yeah, that's true. Also, and he kind of raises his voice at this point. If Linda's here, maybe she'll care if we have her brother.
0: (sighs) And I think you both, you wait.
5: Esther with her gun ready.
0: You hear nothing. friends and welcome to episode 87 of misconceptions i'm your host david white and i'm looking at my calendar everyone and my calendar definitely says july it doesn't say october but then why is it so sp- Spooky in here. <laughs> Spooky laugh. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the spookiest episode of Misconceptions ever. <laughs> uh, I hope that you're having fun listening to this episode. I'm not going to lie, uh, I had a lot of fun creeping out my friends with this episode. Uh, and I hope that you're getting those little sp- spooky tingles as well. Um, But hey, let's go ahead and get to some housekeeping stuff before we get back to this episode. Do not forget we are getting closer and closer to the end of Misconceptions. Uh, Not the end of our podcast but definitely the end of this story. And at the end of the story, we are going to record a geek out after the series where I sit down with the players, talk about moments from the show, talk about questions they have, but also talk about questions that you have. So if you have any burning questions, please send them to us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com or you can go to our Discord and you can post your burning questions in the Burning Questions channel. And everyone, if you are not following City of Mist on their socials, you definitely should be because they just announced their newest RPG. So, Son of Oak Studios, the talented people, the wonderful people that brought you City of Mist, are bringing you an all-new RPG titled Queers. And yes, that is Queers spelt with a Z at the end, so maybe it should be Queers! But Queers uh, uses the fantastic City of Mist game mechanics and character progression and uses it to tell a story about the queer community battling villains that embody ignorance and bigotry. And it has this... Uh, you know, Sentai slash Power Rangers superheroes theme. It's super colorful, has a lot of queer themes, but it's not just for queer people. It is an RPG about acceptance and inclusivity and finding a way to embrace others despite our ingrained conditioning, but you can play this no matter what your sexual orientation is, and... Uh, I love the people at Son of Oak. They have made a great game. They have been very supportive of Misconceptions. And that means I am always going to be supportive of the products that they make. So if Queers queers, sounds like something you would like to check out, definitely go to the City of Mist Facebook or Twitter and, and click uh, the link to learn more about this RPG uh, because I'm sure it is going to be a blast. And I would like to give a patron shout-out not to a new patron but to a patron that recently upped their pledge jean Peter Beats thank you so much for upping your pledge and supporting us even more than you already were you definitely did it need to and we are certainly appreciative of that. Thank you to all of our patrons who support us now and in the future and have supported us in the past. You make it able for us to make this show as good as it is. Uh, And two more things before I go. First one, we need two more intro spots for Uh, the last couple of episodes of Misconceptions. If you would like to introduce uh, the last few episodes of Misconceptions, record yourself saying, Hello, my name is Blank, and you are listening to the City of Mis... (laughs) City of Mis... You are listening to the Misconceptions podcast. Send that to us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. Uh, And you'll be able to introduce one of these last couple of episodes of Misconceptions. And the last thing I'll say before we get back to the episode, there is a geek out during the credits at the end of this episode, so make sure you stick around after that to hear us discuss character progression and just our thoughts and feelings about these last couple of episodes. Alright, that's enough out of me. Let's get back to spooky times.
5: That would explain why Linda's paying the bills here.
4: Yeah, but... Does she take care of him? Does she pay someone to take care of him?
5: Um... Can Esther do... Well, I'll just say it and we'll go from there. A flashback to um, when she's looking over the papers in the car. And are there, like... Is it just like electricity and water bills or is it like uh oh there's a company that she, or there's a person that she's paying hourly or something like that
0: mm-hmm, like a caretaking service Right uh no there are no caretaking services or there was no caretaking services in the uh, stack of papers
5: So is it just like traditional bills like mm-hmm. house bills and stuff mm-hmm,
0: okay. mm-hmm.
5: I mean there wasn't anything in the bills for her paying anybody to care for him
2: mm.
3: At least not in the ones that you brought. She's gotta be here. Or if she's not, she's gotta be coming back.
5: There's gotta be a way to draw her out. Can't just stay here forever. The longer we wait, the longer Woodard is wherever he is.
3: Yeah. Gotta find him.
1: What if we, what if we wheel Logan out of the house?
3: I mean, it's worth a shot.
1: We wheel him out the front door?
0: Sure. (laughs) Okay.
5: We're about to piss somebody (laughs) the
0: fuck (laughs) off. You start pushing Logan towards the front door. um, And as you get to the door, the runes on the door light up. Mm. And they match runes on the wheels of Logan's wheelchair. And Logan's wheelchair stops. And, Mohammed, I I assume you're pushing it, and, like, you try to push it a little further, it will not budge another inch. Okay.
3: Well, that's not moving. I mean, I could try
0: to carry him out. Actually, at this moment, you hear a clap of thunder. And down at the other end of the hallway, the air splits open. And you see a portal appear... At the back door and stepping through it you see a figure clad in a robe, uh, different pouches uh, along their waist, a staff in their hand and a demon mask on their head Uh, and behind them you see another figure step out in paramilitary uniform with a wolf mask over their face and the portal closes. (laughs) And you hear Linda say Step away from him Yeah I don't know about that
5: Esther has her gun raised
0: Uh, Linda turns her Head ever so slightly to the wolf And she says Kill them And the wolf rushes
5: Esther shoots
0: Alright Why don't you roll
5: I'm gonna use my React before it
0: happens. You definitely can. Heck yeah.
5: And I guess my rusted, trusted Colt Cobra. If I- mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think? Is this uh, are you struggling for control or are you trying to hit someone at full power?
5: I think I'm trying to hit him at full power and
0: defense so he doesn't kill us. Okay. Uh, so roll a hit with all you've got. Uh, and I will now reveal that uh, when the wolf enters a scene, uh, he gains two quick three. So subtract three from your roll. Okay, oh, so
5: minus one. Minus one. Good, 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 good. <laughs> What's your roll? <laughs> four.
0: A <laughs> four. Okay, so uh, you fire and the wolf ducks out of the way and uh you see linda behind him wave her staff and a portal opens up on the wall to his right and he jumps through it and then a portal opens up to your left esther as the wolf jumps out and slashes at you roll a uh, face danger against a slashed three status i guess i don't
5: have anything to add to that
0: Oh, yeah, because you don't have your Aegis armor and you used your uh, React before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Was gonna die. A nine. A nine? Okay. So you take a slashed two status. Add that to a I don't know, bodily wounded status. Step it up by two 204. ticks. You're two of four now? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so he jumps out and slashes across you with his long sword. Um, Mohammed, what are you doing? The, uh, the wolf is right behind you attacking uh, Esther and at the other end of the house uh, Linda is standing there menacingly.
4: Yeah, Mohammed's gonna put his hand, his massive hand on Logan's shoulder like thumb right behind the neck and like his hand is basically on Logan's neck but shoulder.
0: Call off your dog, Linda. You don't have to do this here. She raises her staff and points it at you. Step away from him.
4: He uh, moves his hand a little bit further onto Logan's neck. You may not know me, but it wouldn't take me much. This is a massive bluff. He would never.
0: She says, I pieced him together once. I can do it again. Can you say the same for your friends of you?
4: You got some real problems there. He's gonna shove the wheelchair forward towards her, just like send it rolling, and then turn around and try to grab the
0: the Wolfman. Okay. Um... Uh... Are you going to go toe-to-toe or hit with all you've got? Are you struggling for control or trying to hit him with all your power? Um...
4: I think I'm going to go toe-to-toe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, What can you add? I can add... Bear Hug. And Athletic, maybe?
0: Okay. So, plus two. Yeah. Uh And... Take a, a minus three because of his too quick status. Got it.
4: Net minus one.
0: Come on. Okay, okay. Uh, nine. A nine? Okay, so you get to choose one. Do you achieve your goal? Do you give him a status? Or do you block, dodge, or counter their best attempts?
4: I'm gonna achieve my goal. So what I'm gonna do is as I shove Logan forward, I'm going to turn around, grab the wolf, and, like, try to throw him backwards away from Esther.
0: Okay, so you're going to push him away from Esther. Are you going to, Yeah, like,
4: like, I push Logan at her, turn around, grab the wolf, and pull him off of her.
0: Okay, uh, so I guess there's a couple of places you could send the wolf. Do you send him into the living room? Do you send him out into the front lawn? Or do you throw him down the hallway towards Linda and Logan? Let's let's separate them. I'm going to throw them into the living room. Okay. So you uh, describe for us how this looks.
4: So yeah, he's standing there with his hand on Logan's uh, shoulder. Linda's just not having it. So he just sighs. He kind of pushes with his foot. Logan, who rolls forward, the wheelchair kind of skittering a little bit. Mm -hmm. Muhammad turns around, grabs the wolfman by the shoulder with one hand, and tosses him across the, the hallway into the living room
0: yeah and I think he lands on like uh, the coffee table and smashes the bits and like tumbles across the room uh, and we cut to Logan uh, like careening down the hallway and we see Linda like raise her hand and trace some spell in the air and the wheelchair corrects itself and glides toward her and she grabs the handles and leans down she tears off the mask and throws it to the side and she grabs her brother's face with both hands and she says, Logan, Logan, are you okay? Did they hurt you? And we cut back to the living room as the wolf rolls across the ground and comes up with a gun aimed at Mohammed. Mohammed, roll a face danger against a gunshot three status. Hello. yep, that's gonna be a flat roll because I've got nothing left. Uh, I mean, it's a seven. Okay, so you take a, a a gunshot two status. And so his bullets just graze you and... Uh, agitating that wound from earlier that Faye had taped up. Esther, what are you doing?
5: She's gonna try to stand up and, like... Come back to... You know what I mean? Like, I mean, cause she got... That knocked her for a loop. So, like, she's trying to just, like, regain her whatever Mm -hmm. to be able to stand and, like, figure out what's going on.
0: Yeah. So the the wolf is in the living room uh, with gun and sword drawn, uh, laying in what was once the timbers of a coffee table, and Linda is down at the other end of the hallway uh, talking to Logan, uh, but he is not responding to her.
5: And the wolf isn't like knocked out. He's still No, he's, oh no, he's... he just
0: shot me. <laughs> yeah, he's still good.
5: I'm gonna shoot at him. Okay. I guess I don't have anything to add.
0: Is it uh, still a minus three? Still a minus three. Hit with all you've got. Um you could uh burn for a hit and uh burn I have to your... do that before I roll. Yes. You could burn for a hit and burn that tag to automatically succeed as if you had rolled a 10 with three plus. Mm -hmm. Um, That is an option you have. I'm not gonna do that yet. Okay. Minus two.
5: Uh, Should be minus three, so it's a six.
0: But you you add your rusted, trusted cold cobra. But I already used
5: that, so I didn't figure
0: it You can use it again. So minus two, so what'd you roll? A seven. A seven, okay, so on a hit with all you've got, uh, on a seven you automatically hit him with tier, equal to power, so you're hitting him with a tier 1 status, but he has body armor and it reduces it by 1, so right now you're hitting him with a 0 status but you get to choose Uh, you take cover or secure a superior position. Uh, If you don't choose this, they can inflict a status on you Uh, you get them good or get many of them you control the collateral damage, you hold the target's attention, or you gain the upper hand and take 1 juice I want to do
5: the was it take cover what is it
0: yeah take cover or secure a superior position
5: yeah because i have to do that in order to not get
0: mm-hmm. yeah shot. if he uh, if you don't do that he gets to do something to you
5: yeah so i'm gonna do that one i guess
0: okay so you you pop off a couple of shots they bounce off his armor uh ineffective and then how do you uh, get out of the way
5: there's like a doorway entrance that i was shooting mm-hmm. into and so i'm gonna like Get back behind the
0: wall or whatever. Okay, so you back
5: into the hallway. Yeah,
0: you roll into the hallway out of his view as like some of his bullets like thud into the wall behind you. Mm -hmm.
5: And Um, I'm gonna also like end like I'm rolling back behind that wall and like getting down.
0: Okay. Uh Mohammed, what are you doing?
4: Uh as I see Esther shoot at him, Mm -hmm. um I'm gonna turn around or just like lean my head back get linda and then i'm gonna charge him manifesting my sign in the pro uh, like on the way and just wallop him across the face
0: okay uh, uh sounds like a hit with all you've got it is and i'm going to burn wallop to make sure i hit him Ooh. okay so you hit uh, and you're automatically going to hit him with a tier three status, but his body armor steps it down by one, so he has a tier two status. Uh, and since you burn for a hit, uh, you get to choose two of these. You take cover or secure a superior position. You get them good. You control the collateral damage. You hold the target's attention or you gain the upper hand and take one juice. Uh, and you can use juice just like you would and change the game. And you can use juice to step down uh, statuses or step up statuses they have or to burn a power tag or story tag and gotcha. like his his gun his body armor uh, his too quick status those are tags and story tag or er, statuses that can be affected with juice okay is the body armor a power tag or a uh, it, it would be a story tag so you could use your juice to burn gotcha. the body armor gotcha gotcha Okay,
4: yeah, um, I'm going to secure a superior position and I'm going to uh, gain the upper hand to take a juice and burn his body armor.
0: Okay, so describe for me uh, what does this look like and how do you burn the body armor?
4: Yeah, so so I am running forward, I brandish my street sign, I swing it up at him, um, sign edge towards him. And as it comes up, the street sign itself wedges underneath one of the straps of his armor and just cuts through
0: the strap up over his his shoulder. Uh, And it just kind of flops off over that side. I like it. Yeah, and like your hit sends him careening into one of the bookshelves and he crashes against it, uh, like sending books and picture frames shattered to the ground. He looks at you and like... Uh, lays his long sword across his arm uh, and like kind of pulls it back and is like pacing around uh, like prowling around you looking for a sp- space to strike yeah uh Esther back in the hallway
5: i just trying to figure out because I feel like we need answers from Linda so I can't shoot at her
4: I mean you can't also... kill her yeah. <laughs> yeah well she also has a
5: brother in front of her right like I'm gonna start walking towards Linda and I'm gonna have my gun up. Um, look. I don't want to hurt you, but I want answers.
0: She stands up and, uh, like, pulls Logan's wheelchair to be behind her. And she steps in front of him and in between you and him. And she has her staff held out. Magic, arcane energy swirling around the tip of it. Uh, and she says... You're supposed to be dead. How are you still alive?
5: I'm the one asking the questions here. Where is Woodard? Uh,
0: she's <laughs> not gonna listen to you.
5: Oh, that's helpful. Don't ask me a question if you're not gonna listen.
0: <laughs> I think uh, she has this arcane blast ready to go and she's gonna hit you with it. Cool. That's uh, helpful. But I mean, what... what what are you going to do?
5: I mean, I asked her a question.
0: She's not going to answer.
5: Yeah. And so her response to my question is that she hits me.
0: Okay. Roll I, a face danger against like, a searing blast three status.
5: I mean, I don't have anything to add. The six.
0: six. Okay. And so Esther, I think this blast hits you full force in the chest and lifts you off the ground pushing you through the open door into the front lawn Uh, and you like tumble a few feet and come to rest on the the roots of a tree like your chest smoking from the impact. There's a clap of thunder and in front of the door a portal appears and Linda steps through it and she is hovering uh, across the ground and she says keep getting in the way. All of this would be finished already if you just died. And she goes to blast you again. Uh, But at that moment...
1: So as Linda is floating in the air, you suddenly see a tree open up as if a door has been opened. And Faye steps out with a flower crown on her head, shoulders tall, um, looks to the side to a hurt Esther, and then looks back at Linda. Hi, Linda. How are you? Where's my husband?
0: End of episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We'll be back with our next episode on July 19th. If you have a Facebook and or a Twitter, you can find us on both of those social media platforms to get up-to-date information about the show and behind-the-scenes pictures. We also have an email, misconceptionspod at gmail.com, if you would like to contact us that way. We also have a Discord, where you can chat with us directly and also chat with friends of the show directly. Click the link below to join our Discord. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that elite group of backers, please click the link below and support us at any amount that you can. The City of Miss RPG system was created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. And don't forget to check out their new RPG, Queers. The Misconceptions theme song was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net misconceptions is a product of the misconceptions podcast network and that's it for this week's episode everybody keep it honest keep it real and also keep it nerdy y'all geek out yeah oh my gosh <laughs> those episodes though that
4: was, those were some solid episodes
3: those were yeah those were uh
0: those were some good episodes right there fellas i don't care who you are uh yeah let's get some uh, some reactions how do y'all feel about this recording session these past three episodes
1: I want to know how Esther feels about me hitting her with the door of the tree.
5: (laughs) I mean, she didn't feel it,
2: so...
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's in too much pain to feel more pain.
2: (laughs) Oh, look! (laughs) More pain. (laughs) (laughs) Who could tell?
3: (laughs) Esther's just tired of not getting answers. Honestly.
1: Um Faye and Tessa experienced great anxiety in these last three episodes.
0: What what do you have to be anxious about? <laughs> Just a lot. A lot of
2: life-changing decisions. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Woodard,
4: in game, uh <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> Lots, all of the above.
1: Yeah. That was that was crazy. Um Yeah, I don't even know how to process Um, Faye being a guardian of the garden now.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, though.
0: Yeah, it, uh, I... I don't know, like, I... It's cool how the story is influenced by the mechanic sometime. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, that's how season one ended, right, with, uh... Uh, the mechanics of Jeremiah uh, coming to get you, uh, and then like it's spiraling into this final showdown at the Golden Flamingo Casino. Um, and like i I didn't intend for Woodard to go missing, uh, but that's what the role did, and so it put Tessa in a very unique position where she got to role play Woodard being gone and also having to like deal with uh, her nature calling.
4: Horrible timing. (laughs) Perfect timing. (laughs) Well, yes, but...
1: (laughs) It was a very hard decision. Um, I think for Faye, all that kept going through her brain though is that if she didn't address what was going on, then she wouldn't be able to bring Woodard back. Like, they were so closely tied together for her um, that it, it felt less of a choice of, like, choosing nature over Woodard and more of a choice of, like, preventing something worse from happening so that she could get to him. Yeah. Uh, but that still did not make it easy. Though I aspire to have Lisa's skills one day to take down that entire army. Honestly.
3: We always knew Lisa was powerful. And very rude. (laughs) Yeah. She was ambivalent just like nature.
0: Sometimes the sun shines, but sometimes it's cold AF. (laughs)
4: I just want to say that I was here for the beginning of Lisa and the end of her. And it makes me happy. Oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah.
0: Wow. Very nice.
4: That was my first episode. Yeah. When I played with that first time.
0: Wow, I didn't even think about that. Look at this story. I don't know if we're telling this story or this story is taking us on an adventure. The it's, story it's, taking It's definitely the second one. <laughs>
1: And Pip, y'all found Pip.
0: Yes, Uh, and I—he dead now. I fully well—he—he didn't. He's not dead yet. Uh, Oh, okay. I I interpreted that way. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I realized that the way I uh, narrated it, he like fell to the side or whatever. Um, Oh, I
5: thought he just went back
4: into his
0: coma. He did. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he died because he just went limp, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I totally, you know, had that kind of scene planned out, but I totally thought Faye would be there, um, present for that scene, but roles happened and, uh, she was pulled in a different direction, which I think is, is cool. That was very cool. But yeah, I had, uh, you know, when I envisioned these scenes, I totally envisioned Faye there and her reacting to the the withered near corpse of Pip Hamill.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm sorry that uh, this past episode especially got so horror-y and uh, body horror-y.
4: I have a minor fear of mannequins, so the whole Pip Hamill clone thing, ugh, don't like it. Do you really? Oh, I'm sorry. Very minor, Wait. it's fine. It was just like, ugh.
1: We should have done lines and veils before this episode.
4: Oh no, it's not a line. It's not a line for me at all. It's all good.
3: Yeah. Well, that, that episode definitely
0: went. I don't know.
3: Linda and Logan's story is pretty dark. Yeah. They had a they had a pretty rough growing up, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Miss Han-
4: Hansel and Gretel.
0: Oh. Have you guessed Linda and Logan's mythos? <laughs> it's kind of obvious after this
2: episode.
1: Yeah, the crumbs.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Linda is a rift of Gretel. That's cool. I, I thought I like sure
5: she was Hansel.
4: Hey, <laughs> let's flip gender roles. Why not?
1: Um, The other super fascinating thing, and I can't remember if we discussed this on Mike... Or before we started recording but we were all wondering or i was wondering um like if we needed to destroy the mist or protect the mist
3: oh yeah and now we know we need to protect it yes yeah so that was that was very helpful lisa coming in clutch with her death words
0: death words <laughs>
1: it's one fifty a.m
0: <laughs> it is very late yeah man a lot of stuff happened uh Faye becoming the new guardian getting a new power uh creepy gingerbread stuff y'all pine y'all finding uh pip uh a climatic encounter with the wizard and the wolf which will in- continue next episode it's gonna be real good too
1: yeah.
0: And Woodard. And Woodard. And Woodard. Yeah.
4: Somewhere. So much suspense.
0: Yes, very suspenseful. Ooh. Will we find Woodard? Will we defeat
4: uh, Linda? Is this the final time to find Linda? Will Muhammad burn all of his tags? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man it it helps you out in that instance. I had. I feel like I had to, because otherwise I probably wasn't gonna hit him.
0: Yeah, uh, that too quick status is it's real rough. rough. Yeah, uh, but if y'all can find out some way to immobilize him and strip him of his quickness, then uh, then that will make the fight a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Change the game is a very versatile move. All right, well, are we ready to answer some questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so uh, here are the questions: How has the crew grown this session? Which character had the most meaningful interaction with your character, good or bad? Uh, which one of your themes is under the most strain? If it collapses, what new aspect will show up in its place? And our custom question: uh, Which two of your theme Er, were two of your paint pe- uh, were two of your themes pitted against each other? And if so, which two and which did you neglect? Uh, but yeah, let's go around the table.
5: Esther will go first and answer okay. the question: Which player had the most impact on her? And it would be Muhammad, and she's going to give him a help point. Okay,
0: nice. So a positive interaction with Muhammad. So go ahead and take a help point on Muhammad.
4: Yeah, this was a this last episode was a pretty good uh, Muhammad
0: Esther episode. Yeah, it was only a Muhammad Esther yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
4: It was very good.
0: I didn't mean to sideline Tessa for that whole time, but uh, yeah, we were like an hour, and I was like, "Oh, I feel so bad for Tessa." Yeah.
1: No, 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 don't feel bad. It was, it was great. Trust me, y'all, y'all know me. I would have interrupted if I was like, "Okay, I want to be a part of it now."
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm also, bored. You get a cool climactic end of episode entrance, which is kind of cool. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: No, y- y'all. it's yeah, so not
0: very often we get to have a cool player end of episode entrance yeah
1: yeah Yeah, i'm excited for it don't feel bad at all y'all were y'all were killing it y'all are a great team minus you bringing the (laughs) half-dead body out to esther
2: in the
3: kitchen
4: (laughs) (laughs) okay that was hilarious
3: (laughs) uh
0: tessa christian which question do you want to answer
3: um,
1: I will do um, how the crew has grown um, and give us oh, I don't know if we have any burnt tags right now
0: uh, we do not have any burnt tags Okay. well
1: I will give us attention which I think is the last one which means we have to choose something
0: uh, I have one attention mark.
1: yay okay I will just give so excited that we don't have three. Um but yes, so I will say um the crew, the um the new crew, for lack of a better word, um, has grown greatly these last three episodes. Um and I think that was shown really in the like Faye and Esther staying in the car because how often do Faye and Esther stay in the car during mm-hmm, a potential mm-hmm. thing and like communicating um and then just the trust that we all had with each other throughout the episodes and them letting me go and like follow my gut into the forest and
0: Yeah yeah. And uh and then Faye arriving to hopefully save the day?
1: We'll see, she's not great at combat,
0: so <laughs> But maybe she can heal us or some Eat this panacea mushroom. It'll make you feel better.
4: <laughs> oh yes. man! So I'm actually Muhammad is gonna add a hurt point on Faye. Ooh, that's fair. That's valid. He uh, he's a little confused and mad that she would go on a side journey when she's when we're searching for Woodard. um. Like, I think he'll understand eventually, but right now it's more like, my friend is missing your husband, and you're going to go off and do something else?
1: There's nothing like that best guy friend Um, protection.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am shocked that Faye did not give Esther a hurt point for uh, not letting her run into the, the apartment.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: I definitely considered it. But mechanically, I already have four hurt points on Esther. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't really need another. <laughs> oh, my
2: gosh.
4: <laughs> okay. I forget. What do you use hurt points for? I get help points,
0: but... Uh, well, hurt points are you need to hinder your friend because sometimes your friend doesn't make choices that are good for them. Gotcha. Uh, And so you would use those hurt points to hinder them. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Like, Esther could have used hurt points to keep me from going in. But her rolls were great.
0: Definitely. Well, uh, thank y'all for staying up till 2 Uh a.m. in the morning uh, to record these episodes. Uh... Thank you for your sacrifice of time, and I think these were really great, and I had lots of fun. Uh, And I'll see y'all next time, and listeners, I'll see you next time as well. Bye! Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye!